Hello, hashtag First TV family, and welcome. It's week 247. I'm Aaron Mack, and we've got something special, super special planned for you all today. So stick right here as we start off with the randomly selected question section of the show. And it will go. And this first question, and you know, I, I, I want to be honest. I, I pressed it two times, okay, like I normally do. What do you like the most about insert city of residence? Okay. You know, um, Kevin actually had this before. And yeah, back when we were alternating who, who does these questions. As far as city of residence, what do I like most about it? I will say... Oh. They, they do specify, so... My city of residence, Metro, is Cleveland, Ohio. And I like a lot about Cleveland. I do. You know, people playfully call it the mistake on the lake. And it, it's so funny. I was speaking with one of our... Anyway. Suffice it to say, many people know about the wonders of living on this Lake, Lake Erie, and I don't see it as a mistake. Part of what I particularly like about it is, and I used to ask Uber drivers all the time, so what keeps you here in Cleveland? What do you like most? What do you like least? Well, what I like least is definitely the winters, and I understand. And what I like most, a number of people said that they like that it's a small city, but it has everything in it that you would find in the big city, except the cost of living of the big city. So it's like, I love that. I, I think that's marvelous. Like, Cleveland's theater district is literally second to New York City. Like, Playhouse Square is literally second to New York City. That's a statistical fact. I remember I was with a dude that I was dating. Um, you've heard about him before, but what, whatever. Anyway, but he, he came here and we hung out. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, because we actually hung out right across the street from the beginning of Playhouse Square. That's where we ate. And I said to him, you know, Playhouse Square is actually second to New York City in terms of its theater productions, theatrical productions. And he laughed at me so hard in the middle of that. A lot of people were talking, but... He laughed at me so hard, like his chuckle echoed down the hallway. And 
and he actually looked it up and he was like, oh, wow, wait, that is true. Okay. Anyway, the, my song this week is none other than, I have a lot of stories. Yeah. 2006, I, I won't be before you long with this because I've got to get to my thank yous. But I won't be before you long with this. 2016's Truth by Gwen Stefani from her album entitled This Is What The Truth Feels Like. So I guess you could say that was like the title track, but the title is This Is What The Truth Feels Like. But the chorus she sings, so this is what the truth feels like. I love that song a lot. And I particularly love what one of the lines where she sings, but maybe I deserve this boy after all that I've been through. Like, oh, yes, Gwen Stefani. Oh, after all that I've been through, but maybe I deserve this boy after all that I've been through. Yes. So this is what the truth feels like. Yes. Oh, I love it. Uh, and for the sake of time, I won't talk about this other thing that I said I was going to talk about because, you know, I was kind of on the fence about talking about it anyway, so I won't. Instead, I will take the time to express gratitude. Thank you. So, so, first, I would like to thank, as, and this is giving thanks, expressing gratitude to everyone around the globe who checks out hashtag Verse TV. Yes, and I, I'm naming your countries, so thank you, thank you. And United Kingdom, thank you. Canada, thank you. Russia, thank you. A vision. <laughs> anyway, but yes. Bangladesh, thank you. France, thank you. Pakistan, Thank you. Brazil, thank you. Spain, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Germany, thank you. United States, thank you. Thank each and every one of you every country, every individual person, thank you for checking out Hashtag Verse TV. You are appreciated. That, that's a song by uh, Tupac, I think. You are appreciated. Anyway, I, I think I did that last time and remembered that song. But yes, you are appreciated. Thank you for checking us out, sticking with us through all the ups and downs and ups. Yes. Up. I actually like that song by um, Cardi B. 
I do. I know. I'm sorry. It's I. I don't want to call myself ridiculous, but I, I do like that song. Up anyway. So, hashtag Burst TV comments. Comments. Are we ready to go into the first topic? Yes. Thank you. Yep. Here we go. Two four seven. Hashtag penalty complicated. Independent.co.uk. Hashtag verse TV 247A. Independent. News. World. Americas. Kenneth Smith's nitrogen execution was, quote, textbook and will be used again. Alabama AG says, updates. Attorney General Steve Marshall said that after Thursday night, quote, nitrogen hypoxia as a means of execution is no longer an untested method. It's a proven one, end quote. Alabama death row inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith has been executed by nitrogen gas, making him the first person in U.S. history to be put to death through the controversial method. Smith, 58, was pronounced dead at 8.52 p.m. Central Time on Thursday at William C. Holman Correctional Facility in Atmore, Alabama, almost three decades after he was convicted in the 1988 murder-for-hire plot of Elizabeth Sennett. Message article continued to be low. All right, so... Yes, it, it's complex, This that whole thing. It's a complicated situation. To me, death penalty kind of feels like an eye for an eye kind of thing. And Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said to turn the other cheek. And I, I understand, though, it's complex, you know, and when somebody takes a loved one from you, it's like F turn the other cheek, you know, please. Anyway, it's, it's, it's like, I, I think about my mom and how cigarettes took my mom from me. So Basically, what, what I'm saying is I understand it's complex. Now, as far as, yeah, death row versus life in prison. A number of my friends are on team life in prison. And some of my friends are like, yeah, I'm team life in prison. Don't kill somebody. We We don't. And I think this kind of comes from a spiritual standpoint, but it's like, we don't have the right 
to take someone else's life. They should just spend the rest of their life in prison. And to that, I, I feel that it's less humane to make someone spend their entire life in prison and the friend or one of my friends who said they should be able to spend their entire life in prison because if they've got the wrong guy, then they'll always have a chance to get free. And it's like, again, it, it's complicated. And I feel that the death penalty is more humane. But as they said in this article, in reference to this guy being the first guy to be murdered with uh, nitrogen gas, and what they do is like remove the nitrogen from the room. So basically they suffocate to death and they were told it would be two minutes, but they actually watched him whirl around and, uh, and that, uh, container without, uh, with oxygen being sucked out. They, they watched him whirl around for about 22 minutes. And I can imagine, as far as talking about stuff being, it seems more humane instead of making them spend their life in prison. And how many... And I know that sometimes people get it wrong. And they send the wrong people to jail. And that's awful. And... having somebody hope, live on a hope that they'll be set free because they didn't do it. And then what also happens is after spending 40 years of your life sentence behind bars, if they suddenly find out like, oh, your lawyer was supposed to be able to work something out and find out that, oh, actually, we know he didn't do it. Now you're lot you're able to live your life again after forty years. It's a brand new world. Anyway, as as uh, that's why I'm on the fence about it. But as far as the death penalty, it's like uh, I would imagine that for the attorney general and or whoever had to watch him were around for 22 minutes before he died, I would imagine that was complicated, especially when you're told he's going to die just after two minutes. You know, to just stick around for about two minutes and he'll be gone. You know, and it's like, oh, this is a perfect way to do executions. And also, in the article... They repeated the word textbook so much that the attorney general is like, it's textbook. It was textbook. It was textbook. It sort of had me feel like 
he was sort of he the attorney general in Alabama is a he. So he was uncomfortable and felt like calling it textbook made it feel better. It was textbook. It was textbook. It was textbook, you know? And it reminds me of, for example, when I do these videos and and doing takes a million times of the recording, pre-recording of stuff, doing it a million times, eventually I get to the point that I'm like, you know what, Aaron? Perfect. No notes. And I'll actually say, say that. I'll be like, it, it was perfect. No, that take was perfect. No notes. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, because I, I'll be up for hours doing stuff. But, you know, I'm I'm serious. I am serious. Anyway. Life and penalty, but yeah. And also, I would imagine that as far as the nitrogen-removing task for the death penalty, that its cleanup is better and easier than something like the electric chair. Because I would imagine that since the person doesn't sit on the electric chair and then just poof and disappear, the people who have to go behind and clean up after that person has been fried in that chair, I would imagine that's pretty um, unsettling. It's not like telling or asking a McDonald's worker to clean the bathrooms. You know, it's a whole nother level. So I would imagine that as far as the attorney general, he was probably like, yeah, this will be a cleaner way to have executions and it's like uh it's tough oh i i did want to say though as far as this particular case it's my understanding uh from the article it was explaining that he actually murdered this woman like it was a very brutal murder very brutal and the the family did go on the record and saying this many years later, being that it was 1980-something and now it's 2020-something, being that it's that that many years later, it's like we've, we've forgiven, we've moved past it, but it was a brutal murder. And it was a brutal murder for money because, and this is comp, this is tough, because It was a husband who hired this man to kill his wife for his wife's life insurance money. It's like, wow. And they, yeah, I, I get it. It's so complicated. It's tough. They, hmm. suffice it to say, like, it was really ugly how he murdered her. It, it, anyway, they, and they just thought they were going to get off scot-free. I don't know what happened to the husband who had his wife killed 
but the article didn't speak about him at all. So I don't know if it's that he was already executed or already, or he killed himself or something. But this man is the one who was found guilty of actually killing her, like doing the actual work. And I guess they all thought, hey, we're, we're going to get, I'm not even going to make fun of it or make light of it. So, yeah. Oof. This will be the last thing I say about this before the next topic. It's, it sort of put me in the mind of the people, the animals, who murdered Emmett Till and how horribly they beat him and just messed him up, that 13-year-old boy. And it's like... I get it. I, I, I feel like eye for an eye is kind of like not biblical. Nevertheless, I, I will say in select cases, I get it. And again, he beat her to death horribly is what the article said. Anyway, all right, comments, comments. Are we ready for the next topic? Let's go. Like, share, subscribe, share again. And please don't forget to click like. It helps the algorithm. It helps hashtag Burst TV. Don't you want to help hashtag Burst TV? Please. And thank you very much.